Hello and welcome back to Novelty. And today I'm here to speak about a book that really stretched my brain in, in many ways called The Martian by Andy Ware. Andy Ware, I believe. And this episode is about intelligence in all its different iterations. And yeah, let's get straight into it. Uh, I'd like to preface this episode by saying that something I've noticed about myself that I deeply want to improve on is my enunciation. Because I find that when I'm making TikTok videos and I'm trying to transcribe the captions, that the automatic ones that come about are very inaccurate because my clarity in speech is very poor. Therefore, uh, these episodes from here onwards, I'm really going to try and improve. So I apologise if it's ever been difficult to understand me exactly. And I hope I continue to do this for the rest of the episode once I get deep into it. But yeah, the way we begin, of course, is by summarising the plot in 1 minute and 30 seconds. Right, let's get started. Okay, so we have a man called Mark Watney and he's an astronaut. He's an astronaut. He's an astronaut. Um, with his crew on his way to, already rather, on a trip to Mars in which he's part of a big crew and his mission is called Ares 3. What happens is that an accident occurs after some storm and his team presume him dead and so they leave without him and Andy himself is left on Mars um, and everyone thinks he's fucking dead. With his ingenuity and his intelligence, he's able to find a way to make his food last longer, make sure his water has all come, produce more water, and make sure oxygen is all okay, and somehow survive in time for for the next time another mission comes to Mars with the next crew. Now, in between that, on Earth, they know that he's alive, they find a way to contact him, it's very nice and emotional, and... Um, Mark and the team are able to communicate, they break off contact, he ends up trying to travel to another site because his team was notified luckily even though at first they were not and then they are able to save Mark, Mark goes through many struggles, trials and tribulations, his intelligence and his fortitude, his metal was able to push him through and finally him and his team reunite after a year and a half of struggling on fucking Mars. Well done to Mark Watney and I did it with five seconds to spare, come on that me yeah (laughs) yeah that's the plot of the book and there's not much complexity to the plot because really a lot of the the major events that happen are due to little obstacles that mark or the nasa team on earth have to you know hurdle in order to make sure that mark comes home safely and they're just from little ones where he doesn't, he can't figure out how to make his own food from big ones where his um his base called the Hab ends up blowing up. But yeah, basically, what I really wanted to speak about in relation to this book is intelligence, and what to me is true intelligence. That is. So when reading this book, right? So what came to mind when I was listening to this episode when he was making fucking water from hydrazine and oxygen over the iridium catalyst was that. I think this is how smart I thought I was when I was doing my four A levels in biochem, maths and physics. Right, I like to flex it. <laughs> when I was doing those four fucking A levels, I think that's how smart I thought I was. I thought I had that level of ingenuity, and just creativity to not only know these things, so like that sort of level one retrieval, but also to apply them. 
Because honestly, I'm not at their level and I don't think I ever will be. It was sort of intimidating. It was sort of like a slap in my face. I was thinking when I was getting my fucking, oh, I got 100% on my chemistry test, thinking that, that I was smart. I'm not smart. I just knew the mark scheme very well. I'm not smart. I cannot survive on Mars. Imagine you, <laughs> you're left on your ones on Mars. No way to contact Earth. Presume dead. And you have you yourself and a building with food for like 30 days. Like, I don't know, but I just immediately imagined that situation and I just cackled because I would send a prayer to God, to our Lord and Saviour, and then I would eat the food and get some morphine and make it the end of days. <laughs> and just, you know, bouncing off that, I realised maybe I would try, maybe I would try to survive just for, you know, the pride side of it. But I realised when reading this book and just how intelligent mark watney is i realized that my idea of intelligence has slowly been evolving since i started medical school it came from this mindset where good grades means that you're intelligent and now it's moved on to good social skills means you're even more intelligent and now i realize something that i've been missing and what i've been trying to grasp by doing sciences I've been trying to grasp ingenuity and innovation. And I realised for me, intelligence is innovation, it's action, it's application. Is why even though I deeply appreciated maths, I never really was in tune with it. Because to me, it was very much rooted in a lot of theory, in spite of something like perhaps mechanics. And that to me is where the dissonance sort of, you know, provided itself and then from there was physics which to me again sometimes was felt a little too in the stars when in fact all I wanted is to use what I knew to make a difference specifically onto somebody and then that obviously translates into oh yeah I'm a medical school and that's fine so then reading this book and like thinking about myself and my own academic journey and intelligence journey was was me thinking about how I how do I say this um, got my way through A-levels and if that really truly made me at least somewhat intelligent or smart whatever and I thought okay right so bio I just learned tricks mainly like you know look at the question what should you say regurgitate it bish bash bosh you're done chemistry I memorized mark schemes I feel like that's the way that I affirmed it calculations were basically different iterations of themselves Physics, I memorised derivations and again, mark scheme. And maths was the only place where I felt like I did actually have some level of ingenuity. Because problem solving in A-level maths was a bit different. I think I really... Maths was actually a struggle for me. Especially stuff like statistics. Because I really hated the fact that you had to learn how to use a calculator as um, an integral part of that subject. Um, but <laughs> it made me realise, huh, what's going on here? So if my definition of intelligence now is innovation i'm not really innovating much so i thought okay this is amazing because now i'm thinking a bit more broadly perhaps my friends that are doing art um i don't know design whatever they're called and like textiles are more intelligent than me and i think that actually widened my eyes made me realize that you know what their level of ingenuity is very different but also still very admirable 
But I thought about the thing that my friends would tell me that used to always make me feel sad when they used to get pissed off because their fucking teacher would rip out <laughs> fucking pages off their portfolio, make them do essays they don't even care about. And when they felt as if their pen was being like controlled by the ghost of their fucking teacher because they had to stick to a particular brief. And following on from that, it made me just clock, it's a really matter the way that we're measuring ourselves academically specifically in school to find out if we are really intelligent because because reading truly reading the book and reading about mark watney and his endeavors that's not really applicable to real life i don't think many people would ever get the opportunity to really try and grab the full breadth and depth of their intelligence in such a survival of the fittest situation in fact the the best way I think it would definitely manifest is through intelligence between people, interpersonal skills, emotional intelligence, in a way that a lot of I know cis het men tend to lack. They they lack a lot of um self reflection in a ways that it's always sort of astounded me. Even watching something like I don't know, like Ted Lasso, like as amazing as that man is and it's still being the most fantastic show I've ever seen, highly recommend on Apple TV. You see that as perfect he is, as perfect as he is to the outside world, he's not perfect to himself because he ultimately was so, he was building up walls against himself and his own grief, as you'll find out in season two, because I'm not going to spoil it because you guys need to watch it. And then with a recent TV show that I watched called The Bear with, um, I forgot who the actor name is, but he played Lip Gallagher in Shameless US version. And I think there was a part when he was talking to his sister and he was like, the reason I don't ask you how you're doing is because I don't know how I'm doing. I don't know how to translate what I'm feeling into words. And I would say that in this day and age, as we're really trying to gauge what's going on in our psyches, as we're really becoming more emotionally intelligent, and finding out what exactly is up with ourselves, mental health-wise, I think that's truly a more integral part of our intelligence. And that's a way that I can actually see ourselves gaining full potential in the psychology of it all. Instead of looking outwardly about how we're treating other people, how we're inventing things for other people to see, to to digest, to ingest, I realise we need to understand ourselves more, the human brain more, perhaps, in the neuroscience of it, if you want to go that far. And I found that quite quite interesting, actually. Because, interestingly enough, something I noticed in different parts of the book was that Mark Courtney's skills as a botanist and a mechanical engineer were astounding. And even in the the book, when we had our little snippets, sorry, of NASA, you would see that the team were reflecting on Mark's psyche. And they would say that the way that he confronted different hardships was through humour and it definitely manifests in this book it's all humour basically it's a funny book but you realise we don't really see much of Mark thinking about just how difficult it is and it's definitely an appropriate me- coping mechanism seeing he was there for a year and a half you can't be analysing yourself all the time but I realise that maybe he was slightly lacking in that skill in a way of course it wasn't integral to his survival and it's no way you know deterred the reader from you know continuing to continuing to read that was not the main focus of it him trying to psychoanalyze himself he needs to fucking survive granted but in this world our emotional intelligence is something that 
I think a lot of us are, you know, really are really lacking emotional, social, the way that people seem so, I don't know how to say it, socially stunted, um, at least the way that I've seen it sometimes in university, is that they are often very awkward. And whilst I understand that different people may have different archetypes of personality, such as extroversion and introversion, I find that it has me questioning so you can do the most amazing things and get A stars in your A levels, but you can't look me in the eye and say, hello, how are you? And I feel like there's a really big disconnect there, isn't there? And I wonder how the education system has failed people who had such beautiful skills like that, emotional intelligence, even, I don't know, musical intelligence, um, linguistic intelligence, whatever it may be. And because we only measure people based on what they could do, and also how they can handle stress as well. When we had to do fucking two, 20 exams in GCSE, stuff like that. Maybe think of this quote. I'm not sure where it came from exactly, but it's along the lines of, um, you cannot measure the intelligence of an elephant based on its ability to climb a tree because we're only trying to see how people's skills hone up in the exercising of their mathematical ability We'll never really see how it manifests in a different skill. We also understand that the world definitely is in a state of supply and demand. And we're in demand of, I don't know, healthcare staff, of, I don't know, fucking accountants. God, no, I don't actually know much about um, economics and sociology. So I apologise if there's inaccuracies there. But I will say it's sort of disappointing that some people have such amazing skills and we just never recognise it as a society because ultimately society doesn't deem it as so important so with that and me noticing how myopic I was in trying to measure my own intellect and others I think something that I've learned is to try and exercise my other skills so right now with the podcast trying to improve my communication skills with learning languages again communication and trying to you know, exercise different muscles, different skills, if they were muscles, and to make sure that no part of me atrophies just because I was trying to adhere to society's demands of me. And I think that's, you know, what inspired me when reading this book. It wasn't just the fact that I felt daunted by the fact that Mark Watney knew so much off the top of his head about science, I was able to apply that, but also the fact that he's fucking genius. He's really amazing at what he does. And I really wish that someday I'm amazing like that, something. But what we have to do is think about the other ways we can see ourselves being amazing, not just a single way that we've been taught to view it, that makes sense. And I just hope there's a person, all of us, that can truly be just as amazing as Mark Watney. And with that, I'll read the last bit of the book. So he's been saved by his crew, he's happy, and Mark Whitney has a few things to say. Yeah. The cost for my survival must have been hundreds of millions of dollars, or to say one dorky botanist. Why bother? Well, okay, I know the answer to that. Part of it might be what I represent. Progress, science, and the interplanetary future we dreamed of for centuries. But really... They did because every human being has a basic instinct to help each other out. It might not seem that way sometimes, but it's true. 
If a hiker gets lost in the mountains, people will coordinate a search. If a train crashes, people will line up to give blood. If an earthquake levels a city, people all over the world will send emergency supplies. This is so fundamentally human that it's found in every culture without exception. Yes, there are assholes who just don't care, but they're massively outnumbered by the people who do. And because of that, I had billions of people on my side. Pretty cool, huh? Anyway, my ribs hurt like hell. My vision is still blurry from acceleration sickness. I'm really hungry. It will be another 211 days before I'm back on Earth. And apparently, I smell like a skunk took a shit on some sweat socks. This is the happiest day of my life. Thank you for listening.